Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 23, minute 23. Yeah. Hey everybody, this is Dan. We left off, the gals are watching something on TV. Linda's petting a cat. Tracy looks kind of sauced. And uh, Chris has gone to grab another round of booze at the uh, little room area with the uh, glass behind it where you can see the pool. So let's uh, let's find out what what up next. Enjoy. Don't live dangerously. Let's turn down the TV set and start to think about going to bed. Okay, Mom. I was getting tired of booze anyway. Let's get high. Hey, you guys about ready to go upstairs. I'm almost getting bored enough to go to sleep. Yeah. Let's at least go upstairs and call the guys. Besides, we have to call Scott for you, Linda. Chris? Chris, I don't know. Oh, come on, Linda. We didn't fill you full of Jack Daniels so you could fall asleep. Yeah, if it takes a little booze to loosen you up, so much the better. Once again, we have the issue of uh, film stocks or video stocks. Most of this minute, to me, looks like video transferred to film. But then once they hit the staircase, and I don't know about this, Chris, and oh, he is kind of cute, like the last 15 seconds or so, I didn't actually write the number down. That looks like because of hairs on the screen that looks like film transferred to video and the thing that makes that crazy and this will be the last time i say it although we will encounter it numerous more times i will mention it but i'm not going to say this again video transfer to film happened boarding house ladies and gentlemen and other films i always think like night brings charlie looks like um video transfer to film and there are others that looked like that. That was something that was sort of done at this time. You you would transfer it to film, and, and although that that seems kind of crazy, but that that did happen. But what happened more often, a lot more. I mean, like three to one, uh, film transfer to video, which makes the last seconds make sense. So I don't, I don't, it's. Yeah, I, I, I would love to get a definitive from Steven Tyler about what exactly this was all shot on. Because, yeah, like like when, girls, it's time to go, you know, and, 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 and Linda throws a cat off her lap and she rushes to clean up the booze and Tracy doesn't even move. And Tracy looks pretty nice sitting there with the pillow on her lap. And here's the thing. I'm a leg man. Tracy and Chris... Linda, you know, she's she does fine. But but Tracy and Chris are very uh nice and they spend most of the movie like just in little shorts and no no shoes. And I normally like Las Vegas bloodbath, too many feet, 
um, kind of make me nauseous. But in this movie, the gal's feet, uh, they don't make me nauseous. Especially because Chris takes a shower. And, and uh, Spoiler, Chris takes a shower uh, halfway through the movie. So I know we're all, we're all pretty clean. I think this is pretty clean. Like Las Vegas bloodbath, where they are, that's Vegas. That's a whole nother place. That's, yeah. So, but, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, until we can get a definitive on what everything was shot in, I love the concept that some was shot on film, some was shot on video. And Steven Tyler said, I'm transferring the video of the film so I can get it that, a better look. But then they, they were like, oh, we can release it direct to video. And he was like, oh, transfer everything back over to video and put the film on video. And so that's how it went. I don't know. I don't know. But mm, yes, so let's let's continue our chat here. And a couple of things here. Uh, let's let's talk sort of spatial relations with with the the guys and the killer. At the start of the minute, we get you don't live dangerously. And as as Chris is saying that, and she's in the room right up against the back of the house with the booze table, and she's pouring some booze, and you see Tommy run by with his monster mask on, run book by, and then instantly, girls, don't you think it's time to turn the TV down and go to bed? We'll talk, we can talk spatial relations regarding big houses for a moment. And then it instantly cuts to Linda, like I said, throwing the thing off, a cat off, and grabbing the thing, and Tracy doesn't move. And then it immediately cuts to Chris, and, and Linda rushes in, and then Tracy's right behind her. And then they have a scene that goes on for like 15 seconds, and Tracy and Linda, uh, Tracy and Chris, I'm sorry, walk away, saying, We're gonna call Scott for you, rustle up those menfolk. And then uh, Linda's standing there with three glasses in her arms and hands, uh, two which must be filled with Jack Daniels and one which looks like vodka. And then all of a sudden, the killer pops up behind her as she leaves the room. Now, sort of just logistically, isn't the killer there when Tommy runs by? And if Susie from the start of the movie and who we talked about in the previous minute was scared by the killer say like an hour ago wouldn't there have been something like look out there's a crazy peeping tom guy around that's what that's what makes me think that the Susie thing because because the way they the way chris and and tracy talk about Susie, they're not talking about it like it just happened they're talking about it like it was a day or two ago. Like, oh, who do you think looked in Susie's window? You know, something like that. Which, I, the timeline of this is killing me. But you would think, like, Tommy, as drunk as stupid as he might be, he, he might sort of like, if they drove by a house where five seconds after they drove by, a crazy guy who might be a killer looked in Susie's window. And what are they doing with Susie? Is that like something on this? I mean, I don't. I could talk about this forever, but I think you guys know what I'm up to here. It's the timeline of the opening scene with Susie. Uh, well, the opening scene when the credit right after the opening. The opening scene is in the hospital, and the second scene is with Susie and Tommy, and the guys are there. And when does that take place? Does that take place right now? Did that take place like an hour ago, and the killer went and hid, and now the cops are gone, and he's able to come out? Or I'd like to say that's what it is, but that the way they talk about it, and the fact that no one mentions Susie again, I think, is just weird. Like, oh my gosh, this guy. 
this you see something creeping around is it that guy who's who poked in Susie's window no no one says that you know it's like i love it's tommy tommy did it oh okay that there you go yep it's tommy really so if it was the same night so tommy said i'm going to get some beers he left and then he stopped to peep in he stopped to peep in in like hospital scrubs with a thing I mean, this way madness lies, but it is the best kind of madness, folks. Mm. So, and I haven't really talked about this minute too much. So, yeah, so so Tommy pops up, and then when Linda's there, the killer pops up, and, you know, you say, like, what? How could that happen? And then they enter the hallway staircase area. And, um, yeah, and it goes to completely different, like, stock. A completely different sort of film stock. And it looks like, yeah. It looks like that uh, um, that Linda is up for this, whatever the heck it is they're doing. And let let's hop back to the the acoustics of the big house. I I've never really lived in a big house, but I've lived in houses where there are spaces. So the split level, seventy six Kingsgate North, that my uh, we moved into in eighty five, and I lived in. To in like ninety five when I moved to Los Angeles, I was on the ground floor of the split level or the underground floor ish of the split level, and my everyone else was above me. And if I had the volume turned down to the TV in the family room or the volume turned down to my TV in my room or my stereo, folks upstairs couldn't hear me at all. If I was in the den, which was the far side of the split level, and I had the door closed, which we talked about before, and I had the TV not turned up too loud, no one would hear me. And I know that having spent the occasional evening in a big house, I know there are places you can go in huge houses where you can crank it, and people on the other side of the house, a story or two up, can hear it. So I love the fact that they have the TV. T- you heard the siren throughout most of that. Was that was that not annoying? The siren going. I, I I'm dying to know what they're watching. Although I think I know what they're watching, but I love the fact that what gets the craziness going here, what gets the moving up, is the mom coming out and saying, "Turn that TV down and come up here." I'm wondering if it's just a mom thing where it's like, okay, it's eleven now, or ten thirty or eleven. They're still going to be down there. I'm with, but they're they're like 16 or 17 now you know that's like you know like 10 30 or 11 is what you yell at like 12 or 13 year olds isn't it you know it's like when you're 17 let them stay up a little long and do, they don't have it turned up that loud you heard the tv in it i mean this is they're in they're not quite in a mansion but it's a huge house and the mother must be in a place that's some distance from it i can't imagine that she's hearing it i'd like to think that mrs sickler is just like i'm listening i'm I can hear it. Let me yell down. Hello. You know, um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it just seems strange to me that she was, I mean, and this is very much like sort of one of, the, I guess one of those blood lake things. Um, the, the, oh gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on like blood lake and iced things like the killer jumping off the roof with the icicle when you know who the killer is or, um, uh, uh, Blood Lake tying the guys one arm to the tree, but having just hang on to the other, you know, and and just these or or like uh, the the two gals, um, 
Becky, Becca, and 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 uh, Mike sitting at the the front of the dock, while apparently the two Steves are at the back of the dock talking, and and no one's, you know, there's no reference to them being so close to one another. I just, I just think it's one of those exploitation film. Maybe this is specifically a mid to late '80s thing where it's like you're not going to think about it. We don't want you to think about it. You're renting this movie. You're going to bring it home. You're going to watch it. You're going to get to the end of it. You're going to return it to the video store. You're not going to watch it a thousand times like I have. I've only watched it about 25 times. But yeah, you're not going to do that, you know. And and so but there are there are great moments. Tracy's absolute stillness when Linda goes nuts, hair hearing her mom is great because she said the previous minute, oh, well, here your dad come, uh, come home and have plenty of time to stash the booze. I think, wasn't it, I forget, where did I hear that where it's like, if if your family has a lot of booze, you can drink the booze when you have friends over. There's something, it's like, what is it, like medication they'll notice is gone, but booze they'll never notice. Mm, I don't know if that's true, but it is fun that they're, they seem to be drinking so much of that booze. And the the two of them, the Sicklers, have so much booze. And the fact they have so much booze just on a daily basis makes me think something's going on there. Hmm. But I don't know. But, yeah, this is a fun minute. And we're getting up to the bedrooms now um, for whatever contrived reasons. And Tommy is there. And presumably Billy and Scott are there. And the killer is also there. Awesome. So, yeah, so 23? Where are we? I don't even know where we are anymore. It hurts so much. We're 23 minutes in. Almost a third of the way into the movie. And the night of evil, the last slumber party, has now begun. Yeah. Let's 